Les's League. Hello and welcome back to Big Les's League. Let's review your Super Saturday from round two. What a round round two was. Uh, but let's get straight into this first game. The Roosters v the New Zealand Warriors. And didn't they start strong in defense? They were absolutely phenomenal to start this game. Uh, Paulo scored four minutes uh, into the first half and three minutes into the second half with Walker converting both and adding a penalty to put the hosts up by eight. How good is Jackson Paulo? We said when he signed with the Sydney Roosters that he was going to improve uh, dramatically over there. He was going to get much better ball in my opinion he definitely does playing out there on the wing I feel like the wing is his best position at the moment uh, and he's doing really well there and had some pretty decent ball on the weekend to score two tries in this one uh, after taking the 8-6 lead into the break the Roosters scored two second half tries and kicked a penalty with five minutes to go to secure the result at Allianz Stadium now Brandon Smith as well he failed to play the second half due to a back issue uh, I think that's code for ribs there obviously he had his ribs done against the Dolphins. Obviously, with Felice Goffusi absolutely destroying his ribs there. Uh, he did the same thing to Hudson Young, which we'll get to in a second. But um, yeah, no, uh, Brandon Smith failed to finish the game. I think he is going to be out for the next few weeks with that rib problem there. Um, he was not in a good way at all coming off the field there for the Sydney Roosters. I think they're very, very fortunate that they have signed a guy um, like um, Jake Turpin. I could definitely see Sandon Smith coming in and playing a 14 role. I thought that he was phenomenal coming in for the Sydney Roosters uh, in the trials. I thought that he played some really good football. I'd love to see him get a crack in that 14 jersey. I could also see Hacho maybe starting at nine uh, over the next few weeks. They have done it before the Sydney Roosters, obviously last year when they had a stack of injuries. Uh, Hacho did start a few games in the number nine jersey. Obviously, he's Mr. Fix-It for them, comes in and plays anywhere, and he gives them a little bit of direction as well, I find, uh, when he does come in for this Roosters team. So, um, yeah, definitely want to watch for the Sydney Roosters over the next few days. Obviously, we'll find out tomorrow uh, how these team lists look going into this weekend. Um, but yeah, Brandon Smith, I don't think he'll be playing for the next few weeks. I think it's a pretty serious rib injury, and it's one that is going to be lingering um, over the next few weeks for me. I think that he'll have a few weeks off to sort of recover from that one. Uh, the Warriors battled on through a hefty injury toll as well. Uh, it wasn't just the Sydney Roosters having the injury toll. Jackson Ford came Came off in the second minute of this game. Charles Nickel Klockstad came off in the 50th minute of that game and failed uh, head injury assessments. Josh Curran also left the field 22 minutes um, from full time with a hip pointer injury as well. And hip pointer injuries are pretty hectic injuries to come back from as well. Uh, so wishing all of those Warriors guys the best uh, coming back from those injuries. But in saying that as well, I thought they were also quite guilty of, you know, wasting three golden chances uh, to tie the scores in the final 15 minutes of that game through basic errors, um, but they had a few injuries in that game as well, who which also sort of, uh, you know, made them lose this one, which was pretty unfortunate for the Warriors, particularly with the defensive um, start that they had and the defense they had on their own goal line in this game as well in key moments. Um, yeah, there was a pretty gutsy effort there from the Warriors. Um, James Tedesco came up with several try-saving tackles as well through the 80 minutes. I thought that James Tedesco had a really strong effort in this game in terms of his defense. Uh, Joseph Suoli'i had 232 run meters in this game and a pair of line breaks. 
Now, here are two pretty hefty stats here as well for both of these teams. The Roosters have now won six of their past seven games, which they have been the home team. And the Warriors are without a win in Australia since April last year. So two big stats there for both the Warriors um, and the Roosters. That's the only reason I thought the Roosters were going to be 13-plus going into this game was because, obviously, of their of their streak um, at home. And, obviously, the Warriors not going too well in Australia over over the past few years. Um, and yeah, obviously the stat there, haven't won in Australia since April last year. It's a pretty big stat there for the Warriors. Uh, but in saying that though, a massive effort from the Warriors, especially defensively. Uh, Roosters a little bit scrappy, but they do get the win here. Um, and look, it, it's going to pay a toll on them losing a guy like Brandon Smith because obviously it messes up the rotation they're trying to get used to going into the next few weeks with Brandon Smith transitioning into that middle forward role. Um, uh, hopefully, Hopefully for the Roosters, Jared Maria Hargreaves comes back um, in this round this week. Uh, but if he doesn't, they're going to be hit hard in terms of their forward rotation. And in t- terms of who's going to be the hooker, look, for me, um, conscious, con- like mind, mind probably, and obviously going from the past few years, I'd probably have to say Drew Hutchison um, gets that nine role. Could be Jake Turpin. I'd love to see, as I said before, Sandon Smith get a crack in that 14 jersey, but we will have to see how the Roosters shape up going into this week. Um, obviously, tomorrow we'll find out for sure how they go. Uh, and how they shape up going into this weekend. Uh, as for the next game, the Dolphins v the Raiders. The Raiders were first to strike in the 14th minute, obviously, when Jack Whiten took a pass from Danny Levi and powered over from close to the line. Had Jack Whiten as an anytime try scorer. He, he loves big moments in big games, and obviously he took a hold of that one and scored a beautiful try there. Uh, a loose offload by Tessie New in the slippery conditions handed the Raiders a chance to extend their lead, but the Dolphins Dolphins skipper Jesse Bromwich came up with a one-on-one steal on Hudson Young to defuse the situation. Um, Jesse Bromwich, you know, the effort areas that he has in his game as well. And a big moment there and a big play there for the Dolphins to sort of get back into the swing of things. Uh, Come the 23rd, 23rd minute... Jack Whiten saved a Jermaine Sarko try uh, when Jermaine Sarko dived into the corner. Uh, there was a beautiful cover tackle there that knocked the ball out of the hands of Jermaine Sarko, and he obviously went flying into um, that sign there um, on the sideline. It was fucking hectic. I thought he was injured for sure. He did not look good after that one, but luckily that he was okay to play the rest of that game. Um, but yeah, beautiful try saver there from Jack Whiten. We talked about it before. Jack Whiten in big moments of games. He really pulls through. Uh, It was a clever grubber as well from Tom Starling that earned the Raiders a repeat set in the 29th minute of this game uh, and the Green Machine crashed uh, crashed in through winger Nick Kotrick after a slick lead up work by Corey Harawira-Naira and Matt Simico. We talked about Matt Simico last week as well, just his effort areas as well in defense and in attack. Uh, Corey Harawira-Naira, I think that he definitely has shown us that his position is definitely in that number 13. He looks really, really good there. Uh, And a beautiful kick, yeah, as I said, by Tom Starling in that game to sort of get uh, the Raiders back into the front foot. Uh, Dolphins hooker Jeremy Marshall King was sin bin six minutes before the break for a hip drop tackle on Jamal Fogarty. Um, knocked over a penalty goal to give Canberra a 12-0 lead. Now, in terms of that Jeremy Marshall King tackle, I don't think it was too bad as what uh, it the, you know, the commentators and, and the ref made it out to be. It wasn't that bad at all. He just came in a little bit late and obviously cost uh, himself 
you know, some minutes on the field there, got sin-binned for 10 minutes. Uh, but it wasn't as bad as, as they made it out to be at all. I thought that he could have probably stayed on. It wasn't that bad at all for me. Uh, but he did get sin-binned six minutes before the break. And it did give the Raiders that 12-0 lead going into halftime as well. So it did cost them there a little bit. Uh, but despite being a man down, the Dolphins struck back when O'Sullivan grubbed through. And obviously, Seb Chris failed to clean that up, uh, allowing Hamaso W.Y. Fido to pounce on the loose ball. Beautiful try there. The Dolphins mounted pressure early in the second half as well when O'Sullivan earned a line dropout with a neat grubber. But Mason T came up with a dropped ball and the pressure was was released. Uh, another inch-perfect grubber by O'Sullivan in the 63rd minute of this game as well on a try for back rower Tom Gilbert, who showed great desperation to get to the ball first. We talked about this. Jack, Tom Gilbert, he is much ta- he's much more talented than people think. He's super underrated for me. Uh, his time at the Cowboys showed us how good he really is and uh, showing us how good he is in this game as well by scoring a beautiful try there in the second half. Uh, but yeah, he's definitely one to watch over the next few weeks, guys. He is definitely a solid number 13, and um, you just proved that in this one. Now, with 10 minutes to play, Hamaso Tabiwafado jumped out of dummy half close to the try line and caught Young offside at marker. The Raider was sent to the sin bin, and O'Sullivan landed a penalty goal to put the Dolphins up 14-12. So a big swing of momentum there uh, in the Dolphins' favor. Just as the Dolphins took control, O'Sullivan was sin bin for making contact with Corey Harrower in Iris head. And obvi- obviously, um, then... Jamal Fogarty kicked another penalty goal, making the score 14-14. With the KO Stadium crowd in full voice, the Dolphins worked their way downfield, and 5'8 Isaiah Katoa went to the line and put Hamaso Taviwai Fado into a hole for the match-winning try. Now, an awesome effort there um, from the Dolphins. I'm super excited over the next few weeks to see how they go and if they can win some more games there. But currently, and this is the team that we said that would be towards the bottom of the ladder, they're sitting first with two wins and two big wins at that against two, you know, top eight heavyweights in the Raiders and the Roosters here. They could go on to do great things, the Dolphins. And the way the way they're playing, super-duper confident. They just need to... Um, they're just going to pray that obviously O'Sullivan isn't suspended and that Jeremy Marshall King isn't suspended because then they'd be in a little bit of trouble there. Um, but look, I mean, I was super impressed with how the Dolphins went in this game. Obviously against, as we said before, a top eight heavyweight in the Raiders. But a guy I do have to credit here from the Raiders was Jack White. And I thought that his effort areas in the losing side was fantastic there. But the Dolphins are just too good in this one. And Big Les gets the rogue bet there. And speaking of rogue bet, the last game of your Super Saturday was the Bulldogs v the Melbourne Storm. Big Lezzer's call for the Dogs' win comes off. Now, if you don't look at the margin on the post, if you don't look at the margin, you don't look at the try scorers. Big Les comes out on top. Big Les gets the win here with the Bulldogs winning over the Melbourne Storm. Obviously, the Bulldogs went into this game as heavy underdogs, but took the game up to Melbourne early and were rewarded, rewarded sorry, um, with the opening try through second gamer Jacob Press. Uh, who stormed into a Reid Marnie pass on the right edge and got the ball down despite the attention of three defenders. Now, we talked about how good Jacob Preston is. He was fantastic uh, for the Roosters. He was actually with the Roosters in reserve grade in New South Wales Cup. Uh, and he was doing great.
great things over there and gets his crack to start the year for the Bulldogs. That's how good this guy is. Uh, and he's proved that as well, starting the game here for the Dogs and scoring a beautiful try here off a good read Marnie pass. And I mean, uh, that's what's going to get the Bulldogs into the top eight this year if they really start to win a lot of games. It's Reid Marnie in that number nine role. If he can link up well with Kyle Flanagan, with Matt Burton during the year, they get used to that combination. I think that could be a really dangerous side going into this year. A super dangerous side, the Bulldogs. Uh, but yeah, a really good try to start the game with Jacob Preston uh, barging over, uh, over three defenders as well. It was a really impressive try. Melbourne, though, they did find their groove and threatened to grab their first through Nelson to serve a Solomona, but four Bulldogs defenders muscled up and denied the Storm at the Storm big man. Now, obviously, we know how dangerous Nelson is that close to the line, uh, so it was a massive effort there um, from the Bulldogs to keep him out as well. Uh, unfortunate for him as well, later on in this game, he did sustain an MCL injury. Uh, he will be out for the next six to eight weeks, which is super unfortunate, wishing, wishing him all the best in his recovery as well. It is a shit injury there, the MCL, uh, and hopefully he recovers sooner rather than later because it is going to hurt the Storm going into the next few weeks. It really is because... You know, they're going to go against a really hungry Titan side next week. We're probably without Munster and probably without Nelson. Obviously, he'll be out for the next six to eight weeks. Um, I mean, it's going to be really tough for them. They are going to give up a bit of size in the middle, in the front row there, especially with Nelson, a guy that usually plays some big minutes there in the forwards. Um, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see how they bounce back from that one. They obviously don't have a Brandon Smith that they can chuck at prop anymore, um, who's just an absolute mongrel. It's going to be hard from them to bounce back. But I'm keen to see how they do go the storm over the next few weeks. But yeah, Nelson, I think he's going to be a big loss for them going into the next few weeks for sure. Uh, when young Tonamapia was sent to the bin for a professional foul in the 25th minute, uh, the Bulldogs were quick to pounce and winger Jacob Karaz cruising into the right corner to make it 10-0. Uh, and I mean, it was a game where you thought Melbourne were going to get on the front foot, especially at Amy Park. Uh, it was really a game you'd think that Melbourne would really take advantage of. Uh, but obviously the Bulldogs, they were just too good, very well disciplined in this game and getting the win here over the storm. And that was one thing as well that we were sort of talking about last week in the in the review uh, about the Bulldogs when they went up against Manly. It was their discipline. It was their composure. And they really came into this game uh, and flipped the script there and really had an awesome game against the storm. Another dazzling attacking raid by Canterbury in the 34th minute uh, sent former Storm man Adokar free on the left wing and he dived in to make it 16-0 with Matt Burton's sideline conversion. Now, on the stroke of half time, the Bulldogs went close to a fourth try when Burton grubbed ahead for kick out. Uh, he picked up the, to score, but replay showed Adokar had knocked on as he was uh, as he tried to regather the kick. Jesus Christ, Big Les can't even read his own notes. Uh, but yeah, no, that was a really, really big moment in the game. A, a moment where the Bulldogs probably could have made it a 13-plus win. A storming run by bench forward Franklin Pele put the Bulldogs on the front foot and a quick shift to the right gave Karaz the chance to show his strength to get across for his second try of the night in the second term, in the second half there. Uh, Franklin Pele, he is just an absolute monster. 
monster. We talked about Franklin Pelé. We talked about his potential. We talked about the Bulldogs having to use him right going into the next few weeks in the right way. Uh, and he definitely showed that he was being used in the right way there. Franklin Pelé with a beautiful set of runs. I thought that he was quite solid throughout this game as well, Franklin Pelé. And he has a lot of potential over the next few weeks to really maybe even secure a spot in the starting side. However, I think that he's probably going to be very similarly similarly used to uh, obviously Spencer Lanyu for the Panthers, where he just comes on for 25 minutes and absolutely fucking goes berserk, which is what I love from Franklin Pelé. Uh, Marnie nailed a 40-20 in the 48th minute. Uh, and that's what's so good about Marnie. The fact that he can kick really well out of dummy half, that's one of the key sort of you know factors of his game that really establishes him as one of the better hookers in this game. Uh, not only his passing game at a dummy half, which is arguably the best in the comp, uh, but just, you know... The little things like the kicking out of dummy half as well, uh, and just his just his footy mind as well. He's so smart as well as a ball playing sort of middle as well, which you can definitely play that role in games. And he's shown that as well with his beautiful ball playing uh, during games. And I think having a guy like Peter Breen around that system as well has only made his passing game better. Um, so, yeah, really impressed with Ray Marnie kicking a 40-20 in the 48th minute, which really meant that obviously the Bulldogs were rubbing salt into the Melbourne wounds there with a try to Jake Avarillo, who, you know, I'm not really keen on at centre, but I think that that was probably his best game at centre for me, Jake Avarillo. Uh, and he carried three defenders over to make it 26-0. Now, if you told me that the Bulldogs were going to have Melbourne at 26-0, I would have laughed in your face. Uh, but it was at that, that point 26-0 to the Bulldogs. I was only taking the Bulldogs 1-12, to but it was 13-plus at this moment in the 48th minute of this game. Uh, the Storm took their first steps to the long road back uh, with when Nelson Asafa Solomona crossed in the 53rd minute and Nick Meany converted to cut the margin to 20 a blow for the Storm soon after. Obviously, Nelson, we talked about this before, left the field uh, with his MCL injury. But superstars Harry Grant and Jerome Hughes lifted the Kangaroos hooker, putting the Kiwi playmaker in for a try in the 58th minute. Great try there from Jerome Hughes. And Harry Grant just showing how good he is. And he, he can stand up in these big games as well. Now, down by 14, and with time running out, the Storm muscled up in defense and forced a mistake from Ryan Sutton. But Melbourne's attack wouldn't click when they needed it to, and the Dogs snuffled out the raid. Uh, with Marnie controlling the game out of dummy half and kick out muscling up in defense, the Bulldogs held on for their first win at Amy Park since 2016. What an effort there from the Bulldogs. Super solid effort uh, and a great win uh, for them, obviously. After the loss last week, a humiliating loss to the Manly Seagulls, getting a win against Premiership favourites, the Melbourne Storm, was pretty awesome to see there. And a, a really, really solid Super Saturday, in my opinion. A really super solid Super Saturday. And can't wait for next week as well, round three, to see the Bulldogs rip and tear. Um, now I've got a question and I might throw you a little bit off guard because, um, we are going to do a little shout-out here, mate. Do you love your Oz tag? I do. I got back into it um, this year, played with it 
a group of mates. We didn't we didn't go the best, but you know we had a had a bit of fun. That's mm. for sure. Yeah, well, if you love your Oz tag, mate. Now, do you love the beach as well? Are you a beach guy? Are you are you keen for a bit of bit of suntan? Mate, yeah, of course. Everyone loves the beach. It's you're not Australian if you don't love the beach. Well, if you love the beach, mate, and you love Oz tag, mate, get into evosportsco.com.au. They're selling all of their Oz tags. They're selling some awesome Oz tag kits. You get tags, you get belts, you get uh, cones as well to set up the game, and you get a and you get a waterproof footy. Now, there's always that dickhead at the beach. You're playing touch footy on the beach, and he kicks the ball into the water, mate. Well, this solves that problem because it is a waterproof football. So you get cones, you get belts, you get tags, and you also get the waterproof football as well, mate. Does that just sound? absolutely insane does that sound like the best thing you've ever heard mate that it's phenomenal it is exactly it's exactly what's needed they've found a gap in the market and they've they've smashed it they have smashed it mate so make sure if you haven't already if you haven't already i'm sure you have aiden mate because from what i've just heard mate i bet you have i bet you have. go to evosportsco.com.au and grab yourself a pair of tags and get this mate if it wasn't good enough if you use the code BIGLES10, you can get 10% off. Mate, it's almost robbery. 10% 10, off. 10%. 10%. Mate, they may as well give it away for free. Oh, exactly, mate. They may as well give it away. It's robbery. It's robbery. 10% off these tags. evosportsco.com.au. Family business, mate. you got to support it. Get in there. Get some tags before time runs out. BIGLES10. Thanks for hopping on, mate. It's been an absolute pleasure to do these season previews with you and can't wait for the next little collab that we do in the future. Yeah, for sure. Thanks for having me and, um, you know, enjoy the season that's ahead and um, I'll see you when the Tigers are lifting the trophy. Totally, mate. And I'll be keeping you accountable for that, lad. I'll tell you that for free. I'll be keeping you accountable, mate. We'll be going back. We'll be going back. All right. Cheers, brother. Cheers.